Hey, welcome to the Everyday Carry Experience. I'm Carl Lenore. Some of you don't know who I am, uh, but for the past 18 years, I have hosted the Superhuman Radio podcast, which is the longest-running health and fitness podcast in the world. But I have um, retired the show at the end of this year, which we're at now, uh, because of this project that I'm involved with. Uh, this show is being brought to you by Gunleash, uh, gunleash.com. Join the Gunleash revolution. Never lose your gun. Never leave your gun. EDC experience is dedicated to people who carry guns, whether you are uh, an agent, law enforcement, uh, or just a citizen like myself who carries every single day and have for many, many years uh, to talk about the issues around uh, carrying a gun day in and day out. And I'm very, very proud uh, to have as my first guest, uh, official guest on the show, and that is Deanna Cantrell, um, who I will let her talk about herself here in a minute. I, her complete bio is available on this post. So if you're watching this show live on any of the platforms, I think we, we did something wrong, and uh, this show will be posted after it's produced on LinkedIn. Uh, however, we will be live on LinkedIn moving forward. I made a mistake. Uh, with the feed. Welcome to the show, Deanna. How are you? Thanks. I'm good. Thanks, Carl. Thanks so, for having me. So you, you have an illustrious career in law enforcement and, 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 and the public uh, policy making, so to speak. Talk, talk about your career. Where did you start? I started in 1994 in Mesa, Arizona. I was 23 years old and I stayed with Mesa. I worked my way from officer to assistant chief. Uh, and I left Mesa in uh, the end of 2015 to go out to California to be a police chief. And your first position as a police chief was where? In San Luis Obispo. So I was in San Luis Obispo. It's a central coast uh, in the middle of California. It's beautiful. Not too far from the coast. It's yeah, a beautiful, be- beautiful place, yeah. Um, I was there for almost five years, just short of five years. And then I left there. And went up to, in 2020, to Fairfield, California, which is between Sacramento and San Francisco. Uh, and I was there for just over two years as their police chief. And then I just retired uh, last December. So almost a year ago. Wow. So um, you and I met because of a video you posted on TikTok. There, there's an illusion out there that people, and you said it perfectly, People leave children in cars, people lose wallets, keys, but somehow magically no one loses a gun. (laughs) Well, lots of people lose guns. It's just that they don't talk about it. (laughs) That's the truth. That's what I I can tell you a lot of people that have even my own staff that lost their guns that I would never uh, disclose or talk about. It's it's you know, it's done and over with for them. Uh, but it does happen a lot. A lot more than people realize. And the funny thing about that is, um, for, for the past three years, I have recognized that I've talked to thousands of people, many in law enforcement, um, some in the ATF, that the, the reality is that as many guns are lost as are stolen, and quite often, many people report guns stolen that were actually lost. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there's a certain level of of guilt, uh, like if you lose a gun, like like my experience that brought me into this 
arena, I thought I lost my handgun in a public, uh, in a public bathroom. It turned out when I got home that we had come home earlier, and I took the gun off because I had a change. I was wet from the rain, and it was on my washing machine. Thank goodness. But I remember immediately when I would call the police department to tell them that I, I, I think I lost my handgun. They sent the patrol car right, right over, and now hours had passed, and they were like, no, there, there's no handgun there. Um, all I kept envisioning was some child, like a, a young boy, getting the gun and shooting his baby sister and me being in and out of court for the rest of my life. Yeah. And worse than that, having the having to live with the guilt of that happening, of someone losing their life because of your carelessness. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So so the, the reality is that when I started to realize and put the, the connect the dots and realize the number of handguns that are lost or stolen every year in the United States exceeds 700,000. 380 to 400,000 are reported stolen, but another equal amount of 400,000 are lost and never reported to anybody until they're used in a crime and ATF E-Trace says, oh, this person, this person purchased this gun. They had a legal uh, permit to own the gun in Arkansas, but now it's in Chicago, and it was just used in a crime. People don't realize how many guns are lost. Every 45 seconds, a handgun is lost or stolen in the United States. I was afraid to talk about it, Deanna, because I'm a 2A guy. Yeah. I'm a 2A guy that doesn't want to be blamed for the, the problems in, in the country. But the reality is it's, it's, it's not the, the 3D printed guns. It's not, we've had ghost guns since I was a kid. If you scraped the serial numbers off of a gun, it was a ghost gun. They, they were doing that in the 1950s. This whole ghost gun thing is just to deflect and, and confuse people. The reality is that according to the ATF's own report that was just released uh, about four months ago, 300 major cities... 50 to 70% of the handguns retrieved from criminals during crimes were previously owned by legal gun owners, but then lost or stolen. If we can shut that spigot off, imagine the, the, the safety we would, without banning guns, just keeping them in the hands of the people that, that, that should have them. Yeah. That would be incredible. Right. Well, that's our mission. Deanna. That's the mission of what we're, what we're doing here. I want to play your video for a second. I want to play your video. This is how I met you. Hold on. Me. I was eating lunch today at a local restaurant in San Luis Obispo and I went into the restroom. Even though my gun was in a holster, it didn't stay clipped to my pants, so I removed it and I placed it next to me. I left and I left my firearm in the restroom. Within minutes I realized it, but when I went back it was gone. Someone had stolen it. So watching that right now, does it still kind of give you some emotions about it? Oh, definitely. It definitely does. I mean, I, at that point, uh, you know, I had carried a gun for 25, 26, uh, you know, 26 years or so. And, um, and it had never happened. I, I mean, that's a long time to carry a gun. 365 days a year for 25, 26 years. 
and and just like you mentioned, the fear of every bad thing that could have happened. And thank God that it that those bad things didn't happen, and we ended up getting my gun back. But uh, but a lot of bad things could have happened, and so the fear of that uh, and the embarrassment of it. Uh, you know, which is why I think a lot of people don't talk about it or even don't report it when they have lost their gun, um, you know, because of the embarrassment of, of, of it. But, you know, the reality is um, everyone, people lose every, you know, like I said, people leave kids the most, the most valuable possession, the most valuable thing in your life. And you are busy and you have a thousand things happening and you, you go in your house, you know, I'm in Arizona and it's hot here in the summer and we lose children every single year that die in cars that uh, are, are that are left in cars. And so people do lose things and leave things and people are busy. And so it does happen. And, um, you know, I was glad to bring to shed light to the issue uh, and to talk about it publicly. Uh, but it was shocking. um some of the lashback that happened uh, after that video. So talk about that. There's, there's a, there's a sector of um, gun owners that, uh, and I deal with them all the time. Uh, statements like, well, if you lose your gun, you shouldn't be carrying one in the first place. Um, I've owned guns for 50 years. I have a hundred guns. I know where there are every second of the day. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you say to people like that? Yeah, it must be nice to be perfect. I don't, <laughs> you know, because you're the only person in the world that is. If that's the case, right? Uh, and it's not, you know, I mean, and and you maybe have a hundred guns. I have a hundred guns, uh, likely, but and but when you carry something on you on your person, especially as a woman, I got to say, um, you know, I I was working in my. My pants were tight at the bottom. They had tight, uh, tight at the bottom at my ankle, so I couldn't wear an ankle holster. And they, I, they were, they were dress slacks, so I didn't have a belt. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it was a little difficult to carry a weapon in in that way, and then to have to use the restroom. We're not like men, you know. I, uh, you have to sit in order to do that. And so, you know, it, I think it posed an additional bit of a challenge um, as far as that goes, but. Uh, you know, I don't. I I I had a lot going on, and and I had a lot on my mind. Uh, I didn't share this at the time, but uh, it was my sister. My oldest sister died uh, July eleventh, um, twenty eleven, and and this happened to be the anniversary of her death. And so I was having lunch. I was thinking about all kinds of other things, and and left it. And. Um, one of the worst, you know, one of the worst mistakes, but it truly was a mistake. I, it was not malicious. It wasn't intentional. There was no uh, thought that went into, I'm just going to leave my gun here, right? I mean, that would be crazy. Uh, and so it truly, truly was a mistake. And um, and thank God, like you said, a lot of people get killed and a lot of guns are used in crimes that are stolen or lost uh, and thank God this wasn't the case for mine, but um, but it does happen all the time. You know, it, it's funny. Um, the mission of gun leash is to save lives. At the end of the day, it really is. I'm not. I'm not making this up. I for 18 years I've tried to teach people how to live longer, be stronger, um, and I feel like I was helping people then. 
But the gun leash mission is to save lives. And, and there's, there's a direct correlation between lost and stolen guns and the, those guns used in homicides. In fact, in, according to the Pew Research, in 2021, there were 28,000 plus, I don't remember the, the other three numbers, uh, gun homicides in America. That same year was one of the years, so the, the ATF looked at 2017 to 2021. That was one of the years where 50 to 70% of the guns used in crimes were previously lost or stolen. So if you take 50% of those homicides and say, well, if those guns didn't get loose and didn't get into the hands of a guy who was going to kill somebody or a gal who was going to kill somebody, they don't have the tool to do the, to do the deed we could have an impact on reducing those numbers of homicides without the illusion of banning guns is the only way to do this. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, it really makes me feel good about this mission. Uh, uh, and, and, and I'm proud to be doing this. And, and we, there's a lot of naysayers, the, ma- mainly the old codger kind of gun guys. You know, oh, this is a gimmick. You know, it's not a gimmick. If there's if there's guns being lost every year, it's not it's not a gimmick. We can help keep them in, in people's hands. So, yeah. um, you you retired, but you still teach, right? You're still actively involved in helping law enforcement officers uh, be better law enforcement officers, right? Oh yeah, I'm still heavily involved in lots of things. I'm a member of the IACP, the International Association of Chiefs of Police. I'm on the Professional Ethics Imaging Committee. Uh, image committee and then uh i'm also on the national police um uh institute i'm an executive fellow there and then i own a business called leadership learner my website is getting worked on now but i i do a lot of organizational development i teach a lot about culture uh, the culture of policing and advancing ethical leadership i teach through cal state long beach uh for northwestern university uh, so I, I'm doing a lot of lot of lot of work, a lot of executive coaching, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, while you were talking, I was thinking about the level of distraction in the average human's life today. And you know, uh, I have a friend, Joe. I grew up with him. In fact, he, he was the first person to take me hunting when I was a kid. And and he carries a gun all the time too. But he lives. Uh, at the base of the Adirondack Mountains, he's got a hundred and something acres. It's beautiful up there. But, you know, taking care of his farm is his only real thing that he has to worry about. He's retired now. And But then you look at the average American today with push notifications and emails and, and cell phone calls and worrying about the kids at home and worrying about this and that. We are so distracted today. It's not unrealistic to think that we could use a little help keeping track of something as important as a handgun you think about this carl think about the apple uh i wish i had my wallet sitting in here but those little apple air tags yeah i have a dozen of those and i have one that's attached to my wallet right and i have one in my bag and i have one in my truck and i have one right and so and i move them around when i fly i put one in my luggage and so and the purpose is to not lose things. I mean, how many your keys? How many times have you misplaced your keys, your wallet, your purse, your you know all kinds of things? And so, having something that can Bluetooth to your phone and 
and give you an alert of, hey, you've left this behind, right? I mean, it happens with my wallet all the time. If I leave my wallet at home and I drive off to the store, it'll send me an alert to my phone that says your Apple your Apple uh, Air tag has been left behind. Right. Yeah. Now, so, I mean, now we, we do. How many people are buying those? We, we do that. Gunleash does that without GPS and without tracking. We're a proximity device. The way I explain it is if you have an alarm system, you know that if the door opens, the zone opens. If the door closes, the zone closes. All we are is proximity. We are not tracking. And it's important that I say that because a lot of the old-time gun guys are convinced that the government wants to get their guns and I'm not going to get tracked and stuff. We don't – gun leash doesn't track. Um, it would have been a lot easier for us to develop this if we would have used the GPS-type framework. But instead, this is Bluetooth that talks to your phone. And it, once, you, once your gun is lost, it's not going to tell you where you left your gun. But that's because most people don't want a tracking device uh, on right. their gun. I, I just want to point that out. And, you know, right. and I keep saying people can go to the website to learn more. Uh, gunleash.com. Uh, we are really looking uh, to, to change the way guns are handled. You know, seatbelts weren't mandatory, but now they are. And there's a reason for that. Uh, because they do save lives. Accidents that normally wouldn't uh, would, would, wouldn't kill a person without a seatbelt on, they kill a person. And so we, we look at this like a, a necessary step forward to be responsible about gun ownership, really, at the end of the day. All right, so I think we've covered everything. I don't want to belabor this. I want to thank you very much, first of all, uh, for your honesty and your courage to talk about this because most people who lose guns don't talk about it at all. Because they're ashamed and they're afraid of culpability. In fact, Louisiana and a couple of the states are adding language to their gun laws that say if your gun is used in a crime, you will be held culpable. So that means that you're not going to go to jail for the murder, but you're going to have to the, – the, the process yeah. will be the punishment. You'll have to go to court, hire an attorney, spend tens of thousands of dollars to prove that you took every reasonable step – not to lose your gun or not to have it stolen, which gun leech can help in both cases. So, and California passed a law uh, just a couple of years ago that if you leave your firearm in your vehicle and it's stolen out of your vehicle, um, it's a misdemeanor and you'll be charged. So, you know, it, and how many people you pull up, walk in your house and leave it in your in your vehicle overnight. And you're lucky when you come out and realize your vehicle hasn't been broken into overnight because you never know. Uh, and how nice would it be for your phone to let you know, hey, your gun's outside of your proximity? Yeah, and, before and so before it even get, yeah. And in fact, California is so strict about this, and you can correct me if I'm off on this, but there's a, a, a friend of mine whose uh, doctor was in a restaurant. She carry, She has a gun in her purse. She was on her cell phone. It was a heated phone call. She had been done eating. She paid the bill. She got up, got in her car, and drove away. As she's driving away, she realizes she left her purse and her gun. So she hangs up. She calls the restaurant. She says, hey, I just left there. I left my purse uh, in the booth. And the owner said, yeah, we have it. And she was cool with that. She's like, okay, I'm on my way back. When she got there, LAPD was waiting for her. They said that she left a, a loaded gun abandoned in a public place. And they arrested her. 
Wow. I oh. know. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, the, the problem is, is happening more and more. People are leaving guns, they're losing guns, and, and something has to be done, and, and we're, we're well, going to do it. Because more and more guns are being sold. You know, I mean, I what was it last year? Or do you have the number? No, I, I don't, but, but they, we just had another bumper crop of gun sales in the past six months. I remember yeah. the, the the year you're talking about. It was like 21 million new handguns had been sold. Right. I think it was at the beginning of um, uh, at the beginning of this uh, this um, I don't yeah, know about three years three years million. yeah three years in ago 2022. So yeah. 17 million guns were sold. In, so you, you figure out of 17 million, and that's every year, right? Every year there's 17, 18 million handguns being sold. So the the sheer volume of people leaving them behind or them getting stolen is astronomical. Right. And we yeah. can solve the problem with gun leash. Deanna, thank you so much for being here Absolutely. today. Absolutely. My pleasure. And thank Thanks you for being all. on our advisory team. Please, thank you. Absolutely. All right, so and we'll see time. everybody with another episode of the EDC Experiences. Uh, next week, we have Bruce Cardenas coming on, celebrity bodyguard from L.A., a former LAPD. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Thanks, for everybody, for, for watching, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Okay, we're off. That was great. All right. That was great.